hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Would you like your employer to pay off your student loans? Can I get a hell yeah from the audience? Hell yeah. Now, before you get all that'll never happen on us, it just might happen. Thanks to both the previous administration and the current one, there is a provision in the tax code that allows for your employer to do it. Today, we're talking about the Employer Participation in Repayment Act from 2020 and its 2021 extension. We've got several tips for you on how you can check with and encourage your employer to do this. Oh yeah, if you didn't know already, you're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, and this is episode 262. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you. Post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Join our movement to build a community of happier, healthier, and wealthier gay men by getting your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. Yikes. A 2018 study showed that LGBTQ students have an average of $112,000 in student loans. Wowza. We found this out on Queer Money episode number 96 when we interviewed Miranda Marquette when she partnered with Student Loan Hero to report on this very topic. So that lays the groundwork for why this podcast and this topic are so important for the LGBTQ community. We're missing out on opportunities to save for major life events such as buying homes, getting married, having kids, but most importantly for us anyway is saving for a comfortable retirement. We have got to figure this out. We've got to change this. So today we're doing something a little bit different. I've invited David to come on the Career Money Podcast as if he was a guest to the show. Welcome, David. (laughs) Thank you for having me, John. It's great to be on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So David is much more versed on the Employer Participation and Repayment Act because he's been doing some research on it, talking about it to the members of our credit card payoff group. So we thought I would interview him a little bit today, get all your questions answered, and I will do the, the, the leading of the discussion. So, David, how exactly are we going to get our employers to pay for our student loans? Well, how are you going to get them to do it is one thing, but there is a way, a provision in the tax code that allows or encourages employers to do this. That is called the Employer Participation in Repayment Act. Otherwise known as EPRA, for those of us who love acronyms. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So what is this exactly? Can you elaborate on it? Because it sounds like a jumbled mess of letters. Sure. Yeah, so basically what happened is that there was a provision in the tax code. And what is interesting is this probably one of the shortest bills in history, (laughs) because it literally is one page. So when you hear about... When you hear about them reading the bill on the Senate floor or the uh, on the floor of Congress, this is the one that you want to have to listen to them read, right? Because <laughs> literally the whole bill is is less than one page. But really what the bill does is it allows employers to use the same money that they would normally use for tuition reimbursement 
that encourages individuals to go to school while they're working, they can use that same money for past education. So paying on someone's student loans. And basically what happened is in 2020, as a part of the CARES Act, they were trying to encourage and figure out ways that employers could help their employees, especially individuals who were getting their hours reduced or furloughed. This was a way to try to help employees that were struggling. And one of the provisions was this specifically allow employers to pay towards student loans. And what this really does is it provides this way or kind of avenue that encourages or puts in front of employers that says, you can do this, go ahead and do this. And there's some tax benefits. We'll talk about those a little bit later. But originally, that was only for 2020. But then in January of 2021, it was basically extended all the way through to January of 2026. So that wow. means in 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25, and in January of 2026, employers can distribute money to you in an effort to help you pay down your student loans. Interesting. Uh, I'd be curious to see what happens come 2026 because very often they'll drop in sort of these provisions, sort of like to test it to see if it, if it if resonates with people or doesn't upset anybody, and then all of a sudden it, you know it kind of stays there long term. So it'll be interesting. So so basically, what you're saying then, employers can pay employees the same way they would for tuition reimbursement, but now it's to to compensate them for past student loans that they acquired. And uh, the employer can actually send this either directly to the employee or to the loan servicer. Right. That's correct. So a lot of times when we do tuition reimbursement, you may be familiar with it if you've done it yourself. What happens is you submit to your HR department that you want to be reimbursed for certain classes or for the education that you're currently getting, you, a lot of times you have to get the approval. Then once you have the approval, then you pay for your courses. And then once you're done with your courses, you submit all of that, the tuition costs along with typically, usually you have to get a passing grade in the class that then allows them to then give you the money. And more often than not, what happens is they just will pay that as a an additional payment out to you either in your regular paycheck or as a separate check. But the nice thing is, is that this is money being helping in or encouraging individuals to either maintain or get educated. That's awesome. So this is obviously helping people address a employees, I should say, with a critical need that they have right now. What are some of the other benefits? Well, the nice thing is, is that this applies to both federal and private student loans. Both of them are covered. So if you have federal loans through the federal loan program, you can have your employer pay towards these. If you have your student loans through a bank or another service provider, then they can pay towards those as well. And they can pay either directly to you or directly to the particular organization that is servicing your loan. One of the other things that is nice here is that when your employer employer does this, then you're not really having to pay taxes on this. This is the kind of the whole tax part of this. You're not paying taxes and they're not paying taxes on this money. We can go in, into that a little bit more later. Awesome. So are employers required to participate in this or is this elective? This is elective. Just like tuition reimbursement is elective, the same thing is happening here. 
it is elective. So your employer may not be participating in it. And I think that's why the word participation was actually used in the bill is to basically say, this is a way for them to participate in this way of paying back your student loans. It works just like student loan tuition reimbursement. According to Student Loan Hero, there's roughly about 8% of employers are paying towards this. They're paying towards student loans in some manner. And there's an article that Student Loan Hero wrote that shows specifically there are 20 different employers that are doing this right now. We know that there are more than these 20, but we'll link up to that in the show notes so you can see what the kind of variety or how these uh, employers are doing it. Um, Some examples are that they're offering either $100 a month, or sometimes they do a lump sum in the year, like Google, I think it does $2,500 a year. NVIDIA, they have their program will pay $500 a month or the total amount of student loans that you have to pay for the month. So for example, if your student loan payment is $430, they're going to only pay $430. Mm-hmm. Whereas if somebody else, their student loans are $650, they're only going to get the $500. The one that I think is, is one of the best ones, and this is really important if you're a federal employee, you can tap into up to $10,000 a year or $60,000 over your lifetime towards, but this only unfortunately goes towards your federal student loans. So if you're a... If you're a federal employee, or you may think about becoming a federal employee just to get this benefit. Now, one of the things, that, the key things to keep in mind for this is it doesn't automatically apply to everyone. The federal one has an application process. So it's not guaranteed that you're going to get that. Right. And we do know that uh, not all federal organizations are participating in this. So you'd have to check. Let's talk a little bit about the tax benefits here or why this is so unique or important for this. Neither the employee or the employer will pay payroll taxes on this. Why is that so important? Well, every time that your employer pays you, both the employer and you pay into the unemployment tax fund. That's FICA. So that is how we have unemployment benefits is because we pay into this program every time we're paid. Well, this is a way for your employer to essentially pay you without having to pay for the employment unemployment taxes. The same thing goes for you. Additionally, as an employee, when you get paid, you also have to pay income taxes, both sometimes federal, sometimes state, sometimes local. You're not going to be taxed on that either, which means for an employer, if they were giving you this roughly $5,000 a year, that saves them about $400 a year in taxes. It saves you about $400 in your unemployment taxes, but then it saves you the amount that you would pay normally in income taxes. And we know income taxes range anywhere from about 10 to 30, almost 40%. So if you were not having to pay an additional 20, 30, 40% on this, this literally could be saving you thousands of dollars in tax money. So that's why this is so important and so beneficial and a huge reason why as queer folk with lots of student loan debt, we need to be paying attention to this and encouraging and seeing if our employers are actually doing this. 
Oh, so that leads me to my next question. How do I find out if my employer is participating in the PRA? <laughs> well, of course, you got to ask, right? You don't know about your benefits until you actually do some digging. So go to your company's benefits website or send a message to your HR department and ask them. Ask them if this is something that they are doing. Um, also, I would encourage you that if you don't want to do that, we're going to create swipe copy or something that you can actually go to and copy on our website. So go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 262. And you can copy and paste the email copy under the section of ask your employer about the employer participation in repayment act section. And you can copy that and then send it to your employer. Obviously, you may want to tweak a little bit based on your individual circumstances. But if you're also by the way, if you're also a recipient, or have signed up for the Queer Money Podcast email newsletter, then you're going to get this on the day that this podcast came out. We will email this copy directly to you. So either if you haven't been opening your emails or if you want to get on that list, we send this kind of information out. But if you have not signed up after you've listened to this episode, then just go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 262 and you can copy it from there. Exactly. And then, so uh, I know a question that a lot of people will have, will EPRA payments from my employer hurt me if I'm on an income-based repayment plan? No, it's not going to hurt you. And the reason it's not going to hurt you is because remember, this is being treated exactly the same way tuition reimbursement is. It's not a part of your true income. So it's not considered something that you would have to pay taxes on. So that's not what you would include when you're doing your taxes as a part of your income or income-based repayment paperwork. Okay, that's wonderful. So, but will EPRA payments from my employer hurt me if I'm on the 10 year student loan forgiveness plan? No, again, remember this is also, it's being treated like tuition reimbursement. So it's not a part of your income. And your 10 year student loan forgiveness plan, which is for certain industries, certain government employees where you can pay for 10 years in a row. And then after that 10 year time period, possibly have your student loans completely forgiven. This will not change that you will still apply or you will still continue. The one of the interesting things here is you may want to organize this with your employer. And I think it's one of the reasons why some employers are paying out on a monthly basis, because they know that there are employees who are doing this ten or on this 10 year plan and you need to pay every single month. But if your employer is not going to, to do it that way where they're paying out every single month, then I would suggest that you open up a savings account. Let's say for example, with, I think it was Google is giving $2,500 a year, right? So open up a savings account, get that $2,500 deposited into the savings account. And then every month take out roughly 200 dollars from that account and pay towards your student loans. That way you don't make a huge payment towards your student loan forgiveness plan and then not have money to be able to do it months later. It also is a benefit that if I guess if for whatever reason you leave that job or you were 
for whatever reason, let go, you would still have money towards paying your student loans. Exactly. And we know that as long as you're having your money sitting in a account, a savings account, you want to try to earn the best yield as possible, even though it might just be there for a short period of time. And we know that Capital One offers one of the best yields out there right now for savings accounts. So if you want to open an account with Capital One, certainly do so. Yeah. You know what? This is one of the things that I think this is an unknown. A lot of people are not aware of this. To be honest, there's not a whole lot of personal finance bloggers or podcasters talking about this either. I don't necessarily understand why. And I think maybe it has to do a little bit with the buy-in from employers. So what I would encourage all of you to do is one, check to see if your employer is doing this. Two, tell your friends about this. We know, especially young folks in the LGBT community who have massive student loan debt, there's so many of us are struggling in the community and we don't necessarily need to. So tell other folks about this so that they can check with their employers. And if you want to send them the swipe copy or tell them where to go to get that swipe copy so they can ask please do so. I mean, this is literally is a way for us as individuals to have millions of dollars of student loan debt in our community paid down as long as we're encouraging or connecting with the employers that are doing this. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that some a lot of these benefits and these laws uh, change so rapidly that it's hard for some employers, especially the smaller ones, to sort of keep up with everything. So you letting your employer know that this is available might be the first time they hear about it. Um, and at that point, they, they might consider it as a benefit, especially as the job market becomes tighter uh, and every company is trying to attract the best employee. This is one perk that many, many, many people can benefit from today. And so you want to make that available uh, to your employer and let them decide if they want to add this to their benefits package. Exactly. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Queer Money is being brought to you in part by the five building blocks of a happy gay life. Join the growing community of happy, healthy, and wealthy gay men who love their lives inside and out. Get your free copy of The Five Building Blocks of a Happy Gay Life at DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash 262 and grab the email copy. Then send that email to your HR department to see if they are participating in this program. And if they aren't, is there a way for you to encourage them, push them along the way to making a decision about doing this? If your company is doing this, please let us know. We'd love to give them a shout out on social media or on the podcast. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you. So again, post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo, or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk, and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour, or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.